All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, November 30th of 2023 here, last day of the month before December starting tomorrow. So we're going to end the month on a good note here. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways, as always. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels individual sport channels release notes channels we just released a big update today so check that out for all bug fixes and updates to the app always trying to improve the app and make it easier to use and make it more convenient for you all but with that said uh we have a nine game nba slate we have a 14 game nhl slate pga is already underway and then we have a thursday night football match matchup later this evening so it should be a fun day of dfs here and before we get started as always Want to remind you guys with week 13 of the NFL upon us here, uh, get signed up for our weekly max challenge. It is a promotion slash giveaway we do in during the NFL season here, and you get access to weekly rewards, season long rewards. If you're not signed up yet, you could this page is in the description. Use the green enter the challenge button and then get in on the action. Still plenty of weekly rewards to give out. I'll follow these requirements down here on the bottom, and you'll be all set. This is for DraftKings, and then we have one for owner's box as well. So check those out. But Let's get Saber simpled up here. A uh, couple questions to get us started. I don't think these are going to take super long here. So if you guys have questions, now is always a great time to get those in. So first question, are there any plans to include more contests in the flashback, especially lower stakes NFL contests? I can only view a small portion of my played contest sim ROI, so I am only able to assess a small portion of my play. It would be very helpful if I were able to see large contests, $3.00 and under great question uh yeah so we do have like you know only so many contests in contest flashback by default we are working on a way rather than trying to just bring in all the contests what we're trying to do is create a way here where users can just uh upload the contest that they're playing and then handle it on like a user by user basis so this is going to be something that is uh very uh flexible and and very easy for users to upload whatever contest they are specifically playing. So we are working on that. That is a work in progress at the moment. All right. Question here from Teddy. Teddy said, Hey, Andrew, I've been going through each NFL week, studying my lineups via contest flashback and noting SIM ROI slash SIM profit slash actual ROI. And what I'm finding is middling, but still positive. Sim ROI slash profit numbers. How should I use that information to get a scoop of my NFL season year to date? And do you have any tips on how to increase those numbers? Please note that for NFL, I use custom projections and sometimes custom ownership. Is there a custom metric I can use to, to while building to see what the Sim ROI would be using Saber Sim ownership buckets. I know most of this is likely to be in your weekly roundups with Max, but I haven't had time to complete all of them just yet. Appreciate your help. Okay, great question. I'm actually glad you asked this because Jordan actually just released a new video. If you go over to the YouTube channel and go to videos here, uh, this video just came out yesterday. Review your, your results and study the pros contest flashback walkthrough. So right now we have our, um, 
you know, help doc, which basically is like a breakdown of what contest flashback is and like bare bones. And then we have the playlist that Max and I do where we're, we're like using it in real time. But we, we, we felt that there was a video missing in between those two steps. And so that's just what came out here. So study DFS like a pro. This is going to give you a solid understanding of how to use contest flashback and apply it to all different types of contests. So this is this is a phenomenal video. You know, kudos to Jordan for it. I would highly recommend checking this out and when you get a chance. So I just dropped it in the chat here. So check that out. But uh, really, you know, one thing that you did mention that I did want to talk about is that you know, you said you're using custom projections and sometimes custom ownership. So uh, regardless of, of, you know, kind of the process you go through, that's going to have an effect on your sim ROI. And the reason for that is in contest flashback, we're running contest sims using all the actual lineups from the contest, but we're still using the Saber sim projections. Okay. So, um, you know, depending on the projection set you use is going to have an impact on the results that you get. If you feel that those projection sets that you're using are, better or superior for whatever reason, uh, then just, you know, take that into account when grading your SIM ROIs. Like maybe you don't have the highest SIM ROIs, but you should be okay with that knowing that your projections were different. Some of the best things that I've seen is that, hey, when you're using different projection sources and you're still grading out well in the SIMs, that tells me that either one, you're a very good player or, or two, you know what you're doing. And, you know, you, we see this with like top players, you know, Max and I, when we go through this, uh, we'll see, you know, pros like uh, crushing the sim ROI numbers. And that always tells us like, hey, you know, we, we know that these guys have their own processes and, and do all these different things. Uh, they're not just, you know, sole SaberSim users or anything like that. The fact that they're still grading out so well just, you know, it, uh, makes it so much clearer that that they are, you know, that good. So like the max number of lineups here is like 30. Uh, so, 2,500 entry. Maybe we'll just go like 20. Anybody who put in, you know, 20 or more, and I got to put uh, greater than or equal to 20 here. And then I'm going to go to Sim ROI. And then we can just see, right? Like all these guys whose Sim ROI portfolios were really, really good and entered more than 20 lineups, uh, you know, Pop Gates, Cam Cole, Raging Phillip, Higgs, you know, squ Giant Squids up there, Moswell, like, all these guys, you know, are, are, are top pros here and they're all grading out uh, really well in our post-contest sims, right? And we know that, you know, they're probably not just using Saber Sim projections here, especially like some of these guys up here at the top, right? So uh, those are things that like I'm looking for. But like if, if you were, you know, third on this list and you're using aggregated projections or some other type of uh, balance here, well then, hey, you know, that's, that's pretty good, and, and I would be pretty happy with those results. So just take that into account when grading your lineups. And then if you want to talk about, like, getting better, you know, compare your portfolio to the players who are grading out better than you, right? Like, okay, if I go back here and I go back to top players, and then I, I saw that Poppagates was, like, number one, right? So if I, when I click on Poppagates, I'm going to use the filter – like, hey, what did his stack exposures look like? Uh, you know, seven four twos in in NBA is like kind of a lot, right? I mean, most people, you know, will set a rule like, hey, let's not use more than three players from a single team. 
Well, like, hey, his top four exposures here, uh, he had 30 lineups and 11, 14, 17 of them had more than four players, right? Uh, a couple more down here, right? 19 of them, 20, 21. So 21 out of his 30 lineups had more than four players from the same team. Like, that's that's super interesting, right? Like, I think that's crazy. Uh, you don't see that often, right? Five 76ers, four 76ers. So it looks like he was just, you know, all over these 76er plays and and he ended up, you know, doing pretty well overall in the contest. I think that I saw he came in, uh, you know, with with some, well, with some money back. I'll, I'll say uh, these contests are super top heavy. So that's just how it goes sometimes. But But all in all, you know, he took this big stand. He did something way different than the field does. Hey, you know, maybe you be a little more open to playing more than three players from the same team, right? Like this is a top player in a very top heavy contest grading out very, very well in the Sims here. You can see the huge stand that he took playing them in a hundred percent of his lineups. And then he can come in and look at his exposures and then see what these look like as well. Right? So what did their exposures look like? What do your exposures look like? How are those different? How are those uh, grading out? You can look at the individual sim ROIs. like, Hey, for the ones that he five stacked, you know, how did those grade out? Hey, this 76ers five stack, 108% sim ROI, right? So he's getting positive sim ROI from these super heavy stacks that are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not something that people don't do very often. I can't, I can't think of the word, but, but basically that's what I'm trying to explain here. So looking at top players, comparing the differences, seeing what they're doing, seeing what you're not doing, seeing who they got to, seeing, you know, maybe did I miss something? Why did they get to so-and-so player and I didn't, et cetera, et cetera here, right? So be on the lookout for those type of things. And then check out that video that Jordan did. All right, question from Ghost. Ghost said, what has a greater effect on sim ROI in contest flashback exposures or lineup construction? What else is being taken into account? Uh, yeah. So the way that the post contest sim works is we take all the lineups from the contest and then we run a hundred thousand contest sims for the contest in question. And then just depending on how the players performed in those slate simulations, we assign fantasy point values and then we grade all of the lineups. And then, you know, we, we order them from, you know, first to last, and then they all get paid out along the way. And then we do that a hundred thousand times. And then we add up those values. And then, and then ultimately that is what leads to their post-contest SIM ROIs. So really when you're thinking about, you know, exposures and, and lineup construction, you know, these lineups are already built. These lineups are are done, right? So there's not like a ton that goes into it at this point. What, what you're more talking about probably is like more what happens in the pre-contest sim. So like, hey, when I'm building my lineups, what is going to help me get to this higher theoretical ROI? And like, I think that's a good question to be thinking about earlier in the process, not so much in the review, right? So in the review, we're just looking at what happened. And then in the pre-contest sim, you know, you could be making those adjustments and then seeing what happens. But but going through here and seeing the different things that different players did along the way, like we might see the second highest SIM ROI portfolio. And we might, we might notice that, Hey, you know, the second guy didn't use any stacks more than three. Right. So it just really comes down to like, Hey, it depends. And, and you'll see different players do different things, but ultimately there's more than one path to victory. All right. Mike said, 
Should we be running late swap before every time slot or just when major news breaks? Also, can late swapping too much actually hurt your lineups? Great question. So no, late swap cannot hurt your lineups. And the reason for that is that you, all you are doing is taking advantage of the latest and greatest simulations that we have for a contest, right? So with our live sims, the live sims are constantly running like every five to 10 minutes here. And then you're getting updates about what point in the game that we're at. So actually there was an update around this today. I mentioned it at the beginning of the show, the release notes channel. This is something that we wanted to add. So it says we now show, oh, I'm sorry, for sports where we provide live projections, the current game state from the most recent live projection sim is shown in the games tab under status and game situation. So basically when the games start in this games tab up here, we are going to add, I don't know what it's going to look like. Uh, we'll see later tonight, but we're going to add like a row and then it's going to say, Hey, this is the status of the game and this is the game situation. So we might be like, Hey, it's the third quarter and this is the score. And this is how much time was left when we started the sim or something like that. So be on the lookout for what that's going to look like, but we're trying to provide you more information about where the game is at. So the, the longer, the more game information you have, the better, the better you're going to understand like, Hey, how did these players do? And then how, what can we expect of them the rest of the game? And then how did we think that's going to affect the slate? Right? So I would always say that late swapping cannot hurt you. And if you can late swap before each swap window, that's always going to be better to take advantage of the live sims. But really good question. All right. Last question in the office hours channel from Sean. And Sean said, Hey, Andrew, do custom projections alter the percentiles? Mainly asking due to using percentiles in my sorting metric. And if using a custom projection would affect my sort visually, I don't see the percentiles data changing when changing projections. Great question. So yes, it does, even though it is not reflected here in the app. These are just summaries, right? So what happens is we run all the sims. We get the distribution for the players. I can pull up Nikola Jokic at any point, see his player distribution. So the percentiles are coming from this range of outcomes, right? When you adjust his fantasy points from 60 to 65, we take the distribution and we shift it. So we keep the same shape, but we just move it over. So when he scores 60, he now scores 65. When he scores 40, he scores 45. When he scores 90, he scores 95. So what you are doing is you are increasing the mean, you are raising the floor, and then also raising the ceiling. So his fit, his 95th percentile of 79 becomes 84, even though you don't see it reflected right here. But yes, that is what's happening. All right, question from Brian in the YouTube chat. Brian said, could you explain adjusted ownership? Yes, I can 100% do that. And the easiest way to explain it, in my opinion, is to go over to NHL. And because NHL players are a lot higher variance, they don't have this nice bell curve shape. When you click on any one of these players, even the top projected player on a slate, you're going to see that their data set is much more right skewed. It is not this nice bell-shaped curve. So what this means is that these players are higher variance on average. His projection, average projection is 15, but his most likely outcome is about 10 points at 15% of the time, followed by about five points at 13% of the time, right? So if we were to go and look, so what adjusted ownership does, it looks at the contest ownership for a player, and then it looks at their range of outcomes. And then it says, how likely is this player to reach their average projection? 
the more likely they are to reach their average projection, the closer adjusted ownership and Sabersim ownership are going to be. The less likely they are to achieve their average projection, the further these two numbers are going to be apart. Adjusted ownership is going to be higher than the contest ownership. That is Sabersim's way of saying, hey, Although this player might grade out well on a point per dollar basis, which which is the value here, right? Although his value is high, we don't think that his ownership should be this high. So what we want to do is we want to inflate his ownership. And the reason we're inflating it is because in Sabre score, in the Sabre score formula, we are taking a negative weight on average adjusted ownership. So basically what happens is the, the higher the average adjusted ownership of players in the lineup, the more that lineup gets taxed, the more that lineup gets hurt in the lineup grading process. So if I were to build, you know, just 50 lineups here and then go into Saber score, if you go into the lineup sorting metric dropdown, you could sort by Saber score and then you could see uh, what the variables are in the Saber score formula. So there's three variables. It's average projection, percentile, so some type of upside, and then a negative weight on average adjusted ownership. So by increasing this average adjusted ownership and using that as our variable here, that's going to hurt that player overall. So if I go to Saber score, I can see that there is a negative 0.4% weight on average adjusted ownership. So when this number is higher, this lineup is going to get hurt more. So that's Sabersim's way of saying, hey, although this player's ownership is high and although their value is good, we think that their range of outcomes is very, very wide. We don't think they're super likely to hit this outcome very often. And we want to be careful with how many lineups we put this player into that you actually play. And that makes a lot of sense here with his highest likely outcome being zero points, 23% of the time, this player is super high variance. So although they have all these high outcomes where it makes up for that difference here, you know, th this player is not like a lock or anything to, to, be very close to their projected, uh, their average projection here. So that is what average adjusted ownership is trying to accomplish. But really good question. And we are all caught up with questions in both the Office Hours channel and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in as always here. And we will be right back here tomorrow, Friday, December 1st, for our last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions ahead of the weekend, tomorrow is the day to get those questions in and answered. So thank you guys as always until tomorrow. Take care. Good luck. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.